0: This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell-West. And this month we are full of doom, inevitable death and misery. It's the tail end of winter. Well, we're just matching our mood. it um, will get better. Uh, we're talking about uh, getting weaker as you go on campaigns after the big hero
1: is gone or indeed after the big villain is gone
0: and uh, campaigns where the world itself is winding inevitably spiraling down to its doom oh I can feel you turning off already let's move on quickly to the next one segment and um, a fair bit of what we're going to talk about today sparks off something we heard in one of our favorite podcasts Ken and Robin talk about stuff they were holding a, a live question and answer session at a convention in Texas I think and somebody asked them what about a campaign a d uh, D&D campaign in which you start out with players at level 20 and over the course of the succeeding weeks, their levels and powers dwindle. Now, Ken and Robin both said, not unreasonably, well, where's the fun in that, exactly? Um, pointing out that D&D and most fantasy role-playing, most role-playing is a power fantasy. You get better, you become bigger and more powerful heroes. Though there's a fair bit of modern uh, narrativist games that... Uh, don't bother with advancement and say, hey, you, you're, you're ludicrously powerful yeah, at the e- start. You only even, get a little bit. Even then, you're,
1: you're the iconic hero who's good at stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. But it struck me, perhaps because I'm getting old and gloomy, as a thing you might actually do. So I'd like to discuss this. You are doomed. You Your player character group is doomed for some reason to get less and less powerful, to fade away. And you have to do something before the end. Can this be fun?
1: My immediate thought is that you would absolutely need to treat treat it as a meta game thing. You've got to have player buy in for this yeah. on an explicit level. Yes, precisely because it's it's not the convention of games. Um, I know some players who who get really quite unhappy when bad things happen to their characters. Anyway, yeah. Um, and I think you, you'd want to make it explicit. This is this is. A, da- a downward trend. Consider, have you ever played uh, GURPS Special Ops Mode? Uh, no, I don't
0: think I ever have. One,
1: one of the things in, in that book for 3rd edition was you've got these hugely highly trained people, Yeah. and they are training all the time when they're not actually on missions. Yeah. Why is that? Answer, if you have a skill that's unused for a bit, it's going to get pushed out of, out of your mind by other stuff you do. It's a skill decay mechanic. You yeah. don't use a skill for long enough, it goes away. And I think that is the single most unpopular rule.
0: Yeah, I've quite ever come across.
1: You have players hate this.
0: Well, I, I, it's one of the things that I found difficult with the original setup, as they put it to uh, as they put it to uh, Kenner and Robin, uh, is that I never understood the uh, the the thing in D and D where you lost levels if a wraith or a white, a white or one of them things touched you. I never understood. So these things touch you and you roll back your last uh, two years of adventuring and you're going out and doing stuff. And From a game stuff. mechanical
1: point of view...
0: It's easy I, to do.
1: No, no, I, I think that is specifically because if, if you drop somebody's strength or constitution, it yeah. would have a relatively minor effect and it's much more on, on the fighting types than on the non fighting types. You roll back experience levels, that makes them less capable characters. I, I, I see this as representing some, some sort of a spiritual weakening. You're just less good at what you do. Yeah, because your
0: heart is quavering. Yeah, except that you learn stuff along with it. it, 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 it anyway, the leave, it, leave, it back, it to one, leave it to one, one side. I never saw that as fun. But what it struck me as is if the... This can happen if something really bad has happened to you, or it can happen in an actual course of events. It can happen as a curse. Some god or... Uh, the evil villain has injected you with his uh, with his la- latest doom machine, and it's going to eat you up from inside. You have a terminal disease, and then I thought yeah. about the terminal disease at his old age. I think
1: again the, the reason for do- for doing it explicitly is that if if I'm playing a typical game and somebody says your character has been hit with a curse, you're going to die in six months. Yeah, I'm most likely to spend that six months looking for a way to get the curse off. Yeah. In which case... And that, that that's what the standard narrative shape does.
0: Yeah. But what you do, in, in order to make this interesting... Well, first of all, you make the curse inescapable. You make... You, this is why I keep coming back to old age. Not just because I'm old, but because I think it's the strongest f- form of this idea. Mm. Is that you are you, you're past your best. You have... Reach the point where you have extreme... you you are the silver horde in uh, in the last hero uh, yep. te- you 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 have reached the very peak of your knowledge and ability, but your body's betraying you and you're starting to go down and there comes a point where old age and cunning no longer beats uh youth and simple strength Yeah, uh, another reason to do that is is
1: that if there is a specific responsible party mm. that you can point at and stick a sword through it would not be entirely unreasonable to suspect that if you do that, you might get better again. Yeah. Which would be a, an interesting thing in itself, but it's not what we're talking about here.
0: It would be an interesting thing in itself if they tried that and it didn't work. I th- you, you mentioned, uh, when you were talking about this before, Robert Silverberg. Uh, yeah, Dying Inside. Dying Inside. That's uh, Thank you for bringing that back, back to my mind. Uh, there's uh, uh, For those of you who haven't read it, it's a novel uh, by a science fiction author... Noted for being able to get a bit of good grump misery into his uh, narratives. It's about a a powerful telepath in a world which doesn't have many telepaths. And he has discovered that his telepathic gift is going away. The thing that has made him unique, the thing that has made his whole life have meaning, is dying away. And the climax comes when, for one last time, his gift opens up and he sees the minds of everything around him in one last moment of beauty, and then it's gone. It's a lovely book, and deeply depressing. Hmm. What What I was thinking about here was the thing that you need to do to make it urgent is give them a thing to do which only they can do. Yeah, the the basic idea of your your competence is going
1: backwards is not enough to sustain a campaign on its own. You need to have a goal that you need to complete before you get yeah before you can't anymore.
0: Yeah the uh, well all right How, how's this for an idea you are the great heroes who saved the world um, a generation ago you've had your reward you have uh, become um, the, the high priest you and retired you've become uh, the lord of the, uh, the lord of the land. And handed it over to your son, you've done all the things that your life can c- can do, and you you're but count no man happy until he is dead yeah. because now the evil is coming back, and how about this? Only you can see it mm. there's a i've been reading uh or paul Cornell's uh London Falling and the big bat, which is a modern um, Police fantasy thing, a bit like, um, slightly reminiscent of uh, of the of the Rivers of London, Rivers of London, the uh, yeah the Folly books, and in that the big bad can make people forget things, even forget their their children, forget their relatives, and not notice things. So I thought, how about only they can see the signs of the return? Everybody else ignores it. In, a, in a book, you could make that ambiguous, and you're not sure whether this is uh, a shared delusion. But in a role-playing game, we can't be that subtle. Everybody else in the world is saying,
1: "Oh well, yeah, you know, you, you, you just accept you've you've had your day. It's time. It's time for the other yeah. guys now.
0: You, you you're making up this problem just to get some attention." Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, but but they are, of course, because because you don't want to be too tricksy about it. They are, of course, absolutely right, and uh, the way I can see to
1: introduce this is yeah. take each player through individually, yeah, and and, and they're wondering: oh, Am I hallucinating this? Am I not? They talk to their old mates, and their old
0: mates have seen it too. Yeah, that's 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 the way. Yeah, individual individual threats. The I was thinking as a, as a further thing: if you did this as a campaign, death should be even more than, than than usual. Death should be at your elbow all the time. You know mm-hmm. you know stuff but you know stuff. You still have all the, the knowledge, but your physical strength and your endurance is, is going. So perhaps you give them apprentices or grandchildren or something. You don't like that I don't like it because it's an escape hatch. Um so, it's a means of keeping the players engaged if I kill one of them if i kill
1: them yeah but the the new pc is not under the same curse, doom whatever
0: oh yes uh, they're not under the same under the same curse or doom but you're not going to kill all of them hopefully uh, if it's a total party kill then then it's a, 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 a except at the end if it's a total party <laughs> kill then then you have failed in the game but i was thinking yeah it's a, it's an out but it would be a hit. It would be a reduction in their chances of um, succeeding. You would actually take a, a power level loss, but you would still have a character you could be play. I would mm. say you're mm. not playing your own apprentice or child. You're play, You're going to play the apprentice or grandchild of one of the others. Yeah, though presumably they're having some sort of
1: normal experience progression. It might be slow, but they're not yeah. there. See, they're, they're not under the same decay.
0: As they're well. not under the same decay, but hey, they're, we're talking about of hundred points, hundreds of points of in Gertz. We're talking five hundred plus, very mm-hmm. old, very accomplished yeah. characters. Whereas you you're starting the the apprentices off at one hundred and fifty point characters. Yeah, and they're, and they're and they're, they're they're there as support, but they're not going to. Um, and if you do it with them playing each other's backup, then you take a definite hit. Every, every, and you take a definite you, hit every you, you time. don't have the diversity of powers or whatever yeah, yeah. it's it's a way well, the thing that it's it's very fragile, it's got to feel fragile for it to work. The thing that worries me is wounding it's going to be easy enough to uh reduce a character to walking wounded it It would require judgment you'd have to carefully filter the sort of t- uh, tests they're up against.
1: It would depend on your setting as well. I mean, if, you, if yeah. you've got a setting where you can be magically healed from yeah. everything except old age,
0: Yeah, well, that can, then, then, then right. you can
1: bring people back up to speed as, yeah. as long as they don't get too horribly dead.
0: Everything. Well, everything except except old age and resurrection, I think, would be the, would be the rule. Yeah, you, you might want to tweak the world to... Yeah, I think that would work. So what sort of threats some... I'm thinking fan- a fantasy thing. Um, it's uh, it's a magical subversion. It's a corruption of all that they've done, and that would, would seem to be the sort of, the sort of thing you go for a mind controller behind the scenes, or maybe just the reintroduction of a uh, oh, very bad, very old uh racial enemies, orcs and things like that. I don't know quite what the best thing is.
1: It's an existential threat, but it's n- it can't be an obvious existential threat because if it were, mm-hmm. other people would be joining in. I mean, the the model that springs to mind is the conspiracy. Yeah. Um which is pretty much what you're saying. It's So you you've got people who are nominally the good guys. Yeah. Quite possibly the current rulers or advisors to the current rulers or something of that sort. Who have been subverted by, placed by, whatever? Yeah. The big, the big nasty.
0: Is the big nasty going to be going to want to do, to reveal itself at the end, or is he going to want to stay in the shadows? I think. Uh, the, I, I, I think, think you, it you, should want to. I think you want. You want
1: it to be revealed. Yeah. Because part of the catharsis of this is not only that you you kill off the big nasty, whatever form that might take. Yeah. But. That you are proved right in in your in your yeah. last madness. Everybody said, "Oh, yeah, well, what are you, what are you up to these days? You're, you're going mad in your old age." But no, you were actually correct.
0: Yeah, and I, I I think
1: that's necessary to, to to give proper satisfaction.
0: Yes, at the I think you, you reveal the king is you reveal the new young handsome king who everybody loves is in fact uh, the 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 old enemy returned and reincarnated. Yeah, I think that's the way that's the way it took. Aim for, but yeah, there the should Emperor be. Really, is a demon. Yes,
1: have I done that one before?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it should not be as obvious. It, there should be kindness and charity and niceness on the surface, and mm. then tear it apart.
1: Yeah, it has. It has. It has to be convincing to to a first approximation everybody else. Yeah, there it, should... it, it has to be pretty
0: subtle. Yeah actually the model I'm thinking of is the master becoming prime minister in um, mm. Doctor Who or something something like that and the, a, 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 a subtle corruption hinted at and, and there should be a number of stages no it's worse than that no it's worse than that, no actually it's even worse than that and if you have a graduate would reveal that that's
1: an excuse for, well, A the apprentices going over and saying yes you, you were right all this time as yeah. the PCs die, uh, and possibly for them to gather allies in a small way before the big reveal.
0: Yeah. They're, if you're doing the mind control forgetting thing, then that that should be a, a limited possibility. Yeah. I think, what falls of decay, apart from just... Again,
1: but f- con- let's- consider what happens when they have to ally with the other loonies, because the other loonies are the only people who
0: believe them. <laughs> So, but basically, you're going for an alliance of the very old and the lunatic fringe, and the conspiracy theories. Oh gosh, that's glorious! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I feel enough to, all too often like
1: the the guy standing around in bushes with twigs in his beard, saying, "Don't go to McDonald's; it's evil," in in, in, a, in a computer technology sense. And then we get the Superfish revelation.
0: Um, excuse me, I never go to McDonald's uh, anyway. So, so yeah, but you know. tell me about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, okay. I think that could I think that could work. The forms of decay, I think that the magical items would become be irreplaceable or would start to die. The magical item in, in the classic dungeon bash mold is effectively part
1: of the PC anyway, so yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: And the and their and just their, their physical old age. It's harder to do in a in a non-level system, but I think it, I think it's possible.
1: In GURPS, I'd be dropping their stats and
0: leaving their skills intact. Yeah.
1: So you, you know, you, you're you still a master swordsman, but you're doing less damage with the sword,
0: and eventually you can't actually lift it reliably. Well, the, there are rules in GURPS for how often ageing strikes you, and they are quite merciful. Yeah, so you, could you accelerate can, because so can accelerate the that. So you can accelerate that. I'm terribly sorry, your, your doctor says, but I'm afraid you are. Well, I thought you were good for another ten years or at least, but I'm terribly sorry, sir, my lord, I'm, yeah, I think that could work. It's got a very nice, gloomy feel to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I suspect a short
1: run of sessions would, would be the way to do this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. It, it's, I, it's not going to be a long term campaign. It's, it's, it's not It's, it's to got be. an explicit goal.
0: Yeah, I don't think it could last the 20 sessions that the original the idea of the original proposer of this came up with, but I didn't think his idea was going to last 20 sessions either.
1: Have you read Larry Niven's The Magic Goes Away? Yes, I have. Because that strikes me as another possibility in this regard. It, it might might merge in more, more to other things we're going to talk about. Yeah. But you know, once you've cast a big spell somewhere, that's it. Yeah. You can't cast magic there anymore. In fact,
0: actually, on certain models of magic, if you make it personal, you want the big, the big bad to still be able to do magic. But if you make it that they are straining their personal magical abilities... You've got this many fatigue points left of magic casting. Ever in your life, yeah. yeah. Do not lose your power stone or charge rod <laughs> or other device. Yes, that would um, that would work. Ooh, thank you, Roger. I think we've improved that along the way. Shall <laughs> so we move on to another depressing oh, topic? <laughs> comes out of something I think we were saying a month or so back, and also out of me going to see the new film of Into the Woods, which I recommend, even though they do cut two of my favourite songs. They cut a lot, but never mind. (laughs) Um, It's it's still a good movie, and Meryl Streep is wonderful as The Witch. What I was going to say was, the point of um, Into the Woods is that it tells in the first half Um, an interwoven version of all the uh, several of the standard uh, fairy tales and then in the second half it asks what happens after Happy Ever After Mm -hmm. and one of the things I was thinking about was what happens if you take a world with a big iconic hero and then kill him off and leave it with just the second-string characters, the other characters, the supporting characters as the main interest. Buffy, after Buffy's been killed. Um, The heirs of Conan. The heirs of Conan. Yeah, can you make... I asked this last time, can you make Hyperborea... The Hyperborean Age, I beg its pardon, interesting without Conan? Is it as interesting? Is... Well, there have been
1: role-playing games based on the world in which it was not required that you play kind of yeah well, i've never played any of them no they, they've never made a huge impression on me either but, there's yeah. a new one
0: coming out <laughs> e- even material for gurps um okay so let, let, let's 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 take a look at this let's take a look at um, new york 1930s super science in the background uh you're the Fa- fabulous five or whatever they were called and doc savage has just bought it he has plunged from the top of the empire state building um to 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 street level and uh, the only trace of him is a large splat Um, you've got to follow through and keep the lid on the big bads that he was suppressing and do all the stuff now you're nearly as good as he is yeah um Doc Savage was not much for recurring
1: villains as a rule though there, there were a couple where, yeah. so where somebody was allowed to get away and come back in a later book but generally speaking somebody would pop up and get squashed. yeah well that's true so what you lose particularly in a public a public system like that you've got lots of witnesses everybody knows he's dead yeah that's a, that yeah you're right that is a second topic. so you lose reputation yeah all all those guys who who were thinking you know, I I could do some 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 major plot here, but you know, Doc Savage would find out about it and get me. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get away with that now.
0: Yeah, you set up some burst of super crime across uh, 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 across across New York and then envi- environs. Yeah, that works. So, is it interesting? It's going to be a specific flavor, and I, I, I think
1: again, one would want to play by. You know, it, it's the kind of nostalgic Tolkienian. Back in the old days everybody was great and they they were bigger than we are now and we we are the mere remnants. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. There's always
1: going to be a certain amount of that.
0: You uh, would have... which is also
1: post Roman Empire.
0: Yeah, well well you would have a lot of um you could have a lot of, of interesting angst interesting role playing both of that I can prove I am as good as ever he was and I will never be as good. I am I I am I but I must step up in the memory of my, my friend Doc.
1: Yeah. How- If you were the second best chemist in the world, you are now the best chemist in the world. Do you ever manage to work out when you are as good as Doc was? Mm. Can you even tell? And we were talking about Night's Black Agents and the um, MOS rules, which basically there is something you can be
0: really awesome at. Once per session, you have a guaranteed success of something. Yeah. But even with that, how do you...
1: when do you know you're good enough? Yeah. Because you, you've always got that example of the guy who always had the answers. Mm. Yeah. You could flip flip that round another way. Go on. Moriarty. Oh, uh, yeah. Moriarty's lieutenants after Reichenbach. That, yes, go on. Who are in a slightly different situation. Okay. Um, For a start, and th- this is a thing that could potentially work for a, for a heroic death as well, they have the option of pretending that he's still out there. Okay. Because Sherlock Holmes knows he's dead, but do do all? Do uh, all they the... think
0: Sherlock Holmes is dead.
1: Yeah, but do, do do all the petty? Okay, yeah. Watson has written his account and given it to the police, so the police know that Moriarty is dead. Yeah, but do all the petty criminals who who were going in fear of Moriarty and therefore paying tribute to his lieutenants?
0: Yeah, know they... that he's
1: dead. They they can surely fake a Moriarty.
0: That's true. I um, mean, his appearance is. Um is vague enough and he only needs to lurk in a sinister uh, in the background there is, um I should mention there are there's a book called The Return of Moriarty by John Gardner maybe um, which um, which is about Moriarty having survived back, and coming back and reclaiming it and I should mention that it's canon in The, the, the Men from UNCLE that uh, that uh, Thrush the technological hierarchy for the removal of undesirables and the subjugation of humanity, I put in my geek credentials there, is descended from Professor Moriarty's um, organisation. <laughs> so, yes, you've got. But yeah.
1: you, you've got there. Let, let's say your PCs are the, the major lieutenants. Yeah. They've got a reason to hang together because this organisation gets them more than they could have as individual squabbling crime bosses. Yeah. Even if they're fairly specialised ones they've got a reason to fight against each other because they don't they know that they don't have moriarty keeping a lid on them anymore hmm. so they they want to score points off each other just in a small way it's then that you know, the the police the police can possibly be fooled yeah um, yes yes this guy told us moriarty is dead but somebody's
0: running it though so i would hate to have to report you to the professor <laughs> i um Yes, actually this this is entirely possible. There are plenty of threats um and plenty of challenges and plenty of interpersonal um in, in interpersonal rivalry. The more the more sensible um members of the five man board would know that they can't they they need they need each other, but there's bound to be one <sighs> megalomaniac in the bunch. One person who has to be in charge, they're not stable personalities, but it would be interesting to play
1: out. This does start to sound as if it might might be suited to something like Hillfolk, where yeah. it it a lot of it's about personal agendas and scoring points off people. Hmm. I have
0: problems with with Hillfolk most yeah, but of con- the first, conceptually, but, it's, it's, but conceptually it's that, that it is a drama it's a drama system sort uh, so, sort of a proposal, yes. And um, the thing we were talking about is. Um, perhaps a, a holdover from the um,
1: previous topic, yeah. uh, you, you mentioned in Campaign where, where your heroes were the heroes who had killed the
0: gods. Yeah. Oh, yes. I had um, I had uh, an idea, basically, um, that people keep wanting me to put in purely atheistic worlds. And, and I tend to be an agnostic myself, and I even like having gods in the game. But people say I have too much of a theological obsession and the only way i can see to actually put in a, in a game in which you're absolutely certain that there are no gods is to kill them off publicly, and publicly yes <laughs> you know um, have them have them have a bunch of of uh theoclasts and climb up <laughs> to the heavens and 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 slaughter the lot of lot of them across uh, across the skies uh tipping their bodies into the ocean I, and then I feel this would be, uh, and they feel this was a good thing, because the gods were bastards. Mm-hmm. And they were the great heroes, and they get old, and they decay, and then they see evidence of the gods coming back. Of some people, they, they fall up tugging swine, trying to raise the gods from uh, from the dead, to pump, or create a new god, and pump and one of one or more of the uh, of the heroes is trying to get. Maybe maybe he you're not the the dying heroes here. Maybe you are their um, cat's paws or apprentices or the ones they have passed the the on onto. Say so root them out. Root them out before they manage to get another of the divine swine. Um, up there sucking mana out of people do it now do it now or you'll does that work it's a
1: similar example of a problem that most people in the world don't recognize as a problem at all yeah rather than it's too far away and uh, we, we don't don't have great big swords anyway um, it would depend on the sort of um, a lot of it would be finding out what's actually going on I mean, yeah. is is it that the gods are spontaneously regenerating, or is it that people are generating them in some way, wittingly or otherwise? Um, I would say... uh, it, it, It's a thing for them to discover,
0: is my point. Th- th- yeah. the, no, the, the, it, these are all possibilities. These are all possibilities, yes. And it depends. The, the, you would have emotional conflict, because some of the people trying to raise the gods are doing it for nice people reasons. We need a goddess of of, uh, of of healing now that the plagues have all returned. We we, we might like having a harvest reliably each year. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, uh, this science stuff isn't working as well as, as you know, simple prayer used to. <laughs> so, uh, what do you mean freedom? It's all very well a talk of freedom. Grub first, then ethics. Yeah. Ah, that might work. I think we've wandered a bit from the topic here. Yeah, but these things, these things happen. There is one published thing that I should mention, which is Greg Stolz's Necessary Evil. Um this is set in a world where there were superheroes, and then the aliens came along and killed them all in the process of their um of their invasion. I mean if you will have a website, if you will have contact numbers, if you will go around wearing bright Uh, brightly coloured and obvious uniforms then you must expect the invading aliens to kill you. I bet Captain Paranoid survived. (laughs) How could you tell? (laughs) But um, you've got uh, and at this point you bring in the bad guys because the only metahumans remaining are the criminals and they are the only ones capable of taking out um, or at least leading the resistance towards overthrowing the alien enemies. Presumably the less flashy criminals at that. Yeah, Um. well, at least they, they are no longer wearing uh, primary coloured uniforms and are no longer doing anything terribly obvious. It's going to be an issue at the end who ends up in charge after the aliens are thrown out. But it's a nice build towards a... Uh, and a very ambiguous so, sort of uh, uh, sort of thing, and they've got to cooperate together, which really isn't in their nature yeah, and I would certainly be looking at stories of
1: second world war resistance groups for this yeah, we, yeah. We, we all have an overriding goal of getting rid of the invaders, but we have wildly contrasting ideas about a how we're going to do that, and b, what we 're going to do afterwards
0: yeah the, as you say it's very um, it's very post Post Empire, post the collapse of civilize, civilization, the um, the Romans have, go, have gone back, but that's the basis of Arthurian legends. That a lot, well, a lot of the modern reworkings of the Arthurian legend, that, that we're 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 standing in the ruins of a much bigger civilization.
1: Yeah, it's not not so much the after people though. I mean, no, nobody is saying. Arthur is great, but he's nothing like as great as the old Roman emperors were. It's it, it's the other way uh, in in Geoffrey of Monmouth. Arthur conquers Rome to well, show th- to show that he is its worthy successor.
0: Yes, I remember. I remember that. I would say actually, after Arthur would work. Yeah, it always puzzles me that it falls apart. Why does it apart from you know, um, hubris and um, Lancelot, Lancelot and and Mordred and and uh, I never understood. Um, uh, but you've
1: still got a whole bunch of um, well-muscled blokes on horseback,
0: yeah, um, who, who are quite, who are really,
1: really quite beefy at this point,
0: and and ought to be able to. But it all for, it all for, falls apart just because Arthur is dead, and it's effectively a
1: critical morale failure more than yeah, uh, true. And
0: then uh, you you've got well, basically Arthur was a dictator. Mm-hmm. Arthur, uh, uh, he, he probably got himself named dictator when he was down in Rome. <laughs> um, and he was, he was the well, he was the charismatic leader who held it all together. And it's um, it's, it's Yugoslavia after Ceausescu in a nice uh, sort of way, or for that matter after Tito. Um, oh, sorry, hang on, I'm sorry. All right, we can't edit that uh, that piece of ignorance out. Let's leave it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it. different thing after Ceausescu. Yeah. All right, well, it's, it's, a of, yes, it's the falling apart of yes, remaining. Sorry, no brain. It's the falling apart. Arthur is Arthur is, a, is, a, is the great leader, but it, it it's Iraq apart. after Saddam
1: Hussein, for that matter.
0: Oh hell, yes! You, you've got the
1: guy who, yeah, either in the case of Arthur, was pretty much the heir, and everybody was prepared to to put up with him because he didn't particularly favour one family or faction over another.
0: And he sat hard on the on the rowdy rowdy bits, the Orkney clan and all that. Like. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, in in the uh, Post Saddam um, Iraq, you've got he basically put his guys in charge. Yeah, but they're not terribly numerous, and when when they don't have the the single person keeping them all pointed in the same direction, they they are relatively easy prey for the much more
0: numerous um, mob who weren't in power. And the smaller groups that he used as uh, as he protected and he uses cat's paws such as the. Yeah, such as the Iraqi Christians, get it in the neck even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, the Arthur's... Uh, now, all right, so that's what's happening. From that, can you make a campaign in which there is no great hero, but somebody brings it all together again? I think that this can go one of... Yeah, even
1: a successful campaign can go one of two ways. Yeah. One is a new great hero arises yeah, that's dull, we've done that, we've been there. Uh, the other is, we, we go on from that and say, okay, we've we've had the great hero, and it was great as long as it lasted, but there is this essential problem of succession. So let us try to build something that
0: that is immune to that. It would require a political sophistication that isn't common, but it could it, work. It's, it's not your usual campaign, certainly. You've got you might have a few fragments of the t- round table left. I mean, they all seem to vanish very very quickly. Um, whatever ha- I, but I can imagine Sir Kay, in his extreme old age, giving everybody very bad-tempered advice,
1: which uh, is always right. which is always <laughs> right.
0: yes I told you I told you that would happen. Didn't I say if you did that, didn't I say? Um, and, and a few and a few others surviving to try and bring it all together. That might work. All right, we ha- that's a, that's a good idea to round off uh, uh, off the the session. Um, uh, the king is dead. Long live the governing council. Let's try to get it right this time. Yeah, bloody Merlin isn't around now.
1: Continuing our theme of death and decay like
0: misery and gloom.
1: yeah, what about the campaign where things are getting worse? Not the big apocalypse because we've talked about that before, yeah um but the small grinding down on the way there the, the, the world in general is just going a bit downhill, which is a common feeling these days
0: yeah, well is it just our age or is it or is it or did the young people feel miserable as well I wonder. Yeah, they feel me miserable in a different young people sort of way. Alright, alright, I remember that. Basically. Um what one
1: of the inspirations for me for this is the classic battletech setting.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh where you've got, you know, fusion powered giant walking robots and starships and all sorts yeah. of neat stuff like that. That you have slightly fewer of them each year because you know the the, the big empire is da- is dead, there's lots of warfare empire yeah. to empire, planet to planet. Gradually, the the tech base and indeed the people who even know how to build this stuff are being eroded by this warfare. And sooner or later, we're not going to have in, we're not going to have interstellar starships anymore.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, this is a very different thing from the uh, from the full post-apocalypse thing where everything has gone, everything is forgotten and faded away. Yeah, if, if if you took someone from back in the day and yeah. dropped them to,
1: dropped them into the current setting, they would say yes, it's all fallen apart. But there's there's no single apocalyptic moment. And you can say you can say in retrospect, yes, that that was when it started to go wrong. But there, there's you know, people are still being fed, mostly. They're still
0: being housed, mostly. Okay, this is very elegiac and 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 oppressive. what's what's neat about it? Um, well,
1: again, it's a different style of doing things. It, it it's again an anti-power fantasy. Mm-hmm. One of, obviously, one of the things you can do is be the richest barbarian in the rubble.
0: Yeah yeah but, but
1: if but, if you are aware that there was something more, then that's not going to be quite as satisfying as now hang on, let's try to turn this round a bit okay, how difficult do you how possible do you want to make the turning round that's quite variable um there's a, another game, not one I've played, but one I, one I've read about and talked to people who've played quite a bit uh fading suns uh-huh i have read it, and not really understood it but yeah it's... the 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 background is just that the stars are getting dimmer, nobody knows why. Yeah, you've we, got, we've we've got this wonderful technology. We don't really understand it anymore, but but the yeah, it, it, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere who understands it. It, it. It's kind of like Warhammer 40k without the God Emperor in some respects. You, you've got some um, some very primitive worlds. You've got religious fanaticism on the rise.
0: Yeah, so you've got you've got a Dune esque uh, houses an emperor.
1: It, it was setup. written by the guys who'd been the line editors of Vampire and Werewolf.
0: Yeah, all right. So um, in that case, gloom is their forte. take,
1: but it's all very symbolic. Yeah. You know. The, the stars are dimming and pe- people are looking at this as okay this is the end of history yeah um, the last judgment is at hand if if they're that way inclined it, you you get all the sorts of millennial madness that may or may not be historical but uh,
0: you have also got decadence and corruption in everywhere everywhere and people and there are very few uh, there are very few points of light and even those are fanatics I think one of the satisfying things here is that it pushes players
1: a little bit out of their comfort zone. I mean, yeah. your, your classic role-playing model, uh, well, obviously we're already going beyond this in, in other things, but th- there's a world out there we don't really care about it very much because uh, we're bashing monsters and getting money.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and getting more powerful and so on. And th- there are not very many problems that can't be solved with a sufficiently powerful Wander Fireballs. I have often felt that way myself, yes. But... The, the harvest has failed. How do you solve that with the wand of fireballs? Ah, you can go and steal somebody else's harvest. <laughs> Fine. Now you're
0: responsible for them too. <laughs> no, no, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, go and kill the the neighbouring village and steal their harvest is is a perfectly um, <laughs> functional answer and will will mean uh, fewer problems in the future. But uh, is perhaps not up to most players' self-image. So, yeah, w- whether or not it's a fixable thing, it, it, it's a background
1: yeah. detail that sets the tone. It's, it's an overwhelming a, background detail. It, yeah, but the, the 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 crash is coming. How are you? How are you going to deal with it? Mm. Even if the crash doesn't actually happen in the game, yeah, it might. It might not. I I, I don't think the fading sun skies ever actually explained what was going on with the stars. It was just part of the background.
0: Mm. It was it was chrome and tone. Rather than uh, rather than an essential plot element, but you've got to have things you can fix.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it may be keeping your your torture of civilization going, and everybody else's are going out. Yeah, but but it's that, for me at least, I and mean, maybe my personal bias is showing through. But I think it's that rather than being the richest barbarian.
0: Yeah, you will note. Um, I remember Traveller. Uh, hang on, Mega Traveller. All yeah. right, Mega Traveller. The collapse. Of the Third Imperium, yeah, the Civil
1: War, and then the Hard Times era where things are breaking down, and then Arrival Vengeance wasn't it?
0: Arrival Vengeance, which is a very interesting and very depressing campaign. Um, basically, you start out in the Spinwood Marches with with the Arrival Vengeance on the board the with one one Asante High lightning class starship, the Arrival Vengeance. Big scary starship. Big, well, big-ish. I mean, not the biggest they had, but um, yeah. Way way bigger than PCs are used to being involved with. Quite, yeah. Um, A a major naval asset. And you've been sent out to to traverse the the collapsing Imperium, find out what's out there. And at the end of it, uh, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, and at the end of it you find the Emperor. He's still alive. Yes, he's the real Emperor, because what got assassinated was a clone. And he says, I'm terribly sorry, guys. I can't hold it together for you. This is it. It's going to go to, to pieces. And you get to go home with that depressing news. But you've had a very interesting trip along the way. <laughs> and for stre- several reasons, people did not find this setting fun. Um, and it was then... Um, then he crapped on still further by releasing a um, a cybernetic... Plague, or it was basically thought that, Christ- was already, I think, thought that was already in there by then. By then, it could have been, and but basically, it was going to collapse things even further. The,
1: the, the, what one might call the Mega Traveller section of of Traveller's history, which yeah. starts with the assassination of the Emperor, ends with Arrival Vengeance.
0: Yeah,
1: is it, you know, there's things are getting worse. There's the civil war. Then then you've got the virus, which basically gives you ghost ships, that ghost vampire ships, however you want to look at them. Hazardous
0: navigation, let us say. Yeah. Sapient. Hazardous navigation, which will eat your ship and take it over. And you. And you. The thing that's odd about this,
1: yes, it was hugely unpopular at the time. Yeah. I wonder how much of that, though, was because people were used to... A lot of the target audience had already played Traveller. Yeah. Were already playing Traveller. They had their long-running campaigns. They had their long-running PCs. They had... all oh, right, it, it's 50s science fiction, largely in its influence. It is, yeah. But they had that; they they um, they were used to playing that sort of campaign. It it's basically positive that there's nasty stuff out there that can be dealt with. Yeah. And all of a sudden they were in, no. Th- this is going downhill. If it had been if it had started from scratch as a completely new universe, would people have been has hacked off of it? I don't think so.
0: Well, no, the people. I mean, Steve Jackson Games did get the, the rights to reboot. Without the assassination and the yeah. subsequent events in in GURPS Traveller, and that has that was moderately popular. And they produced um, a fair amount of stuff. Some very good books for it, yeah. Um, and then you get the fun of uh, Traveller, the next generation of no, Traveller, new, new the era. new era, um, where you get where you get to rise from the ashes,
1: which is an interesting idea in itself. It, it's yeah. a, a bit of a divergence from our primary topic, but. Um, Quite fascinating, I think. Yeah. You know, the The idea of you, you you may have an old star chart that says roughly what the worlds were like before everything went to apart, but that's only a rough guide. It'll tell you where the planets yeah. are, but it's not going to tell you how many people are alive on them.
0: Yeah, there is a there's a there's even an iteration of Traveller which is set in the founding of the Third Imperium, which is rising from the ashes of the Second Imperium. So it's a recurring theme. But going back to Doomed worlds. Yeah. What can you do to make a doomed world fun? If you can't do anything about the doom, if the thing that's dooming it is a thing you cannot touch, look at uh, Left Behind.
1: Yeah. All right. It contained many world-building absurdities and even more theological absurdities, but it could actually be quite a good good game setting if you hacked it about a bit. Uh,
0: Yeah, but... Seven years, and then God comes and and, and judges the uh, separates the sheep from the goats, and and looking at most player characters, I know where I'm where 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 they are going to end up, especially given um, given the particular the view of the uh, of the authors of that thing. Yeah,
1: but uh, all yeah. oh right, right, it, it's not an optimistic setting by any means, but consider on the beach consider uh, all, all, all those the bomb is going to kill us all novels how do we end our days?
0: There's a certain amount of beauty in, um, in, in, in Inevitable Doom but the essence of role playing games is action not necessarily successful action but having a chance to do something that makes sense to do it and it's very easy to wait for death. It's not a thing. I mean, it's a thing that we're all doing for goodness' sake. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Those of you who hadn't figured out it applied to you yet. Yeah. Um, uh, spoiler warning. I <laughs> should have said.
1: Yeah. Also, don't look in the cupboard if you hear heavy breathing. Uh, the
0: the whole thing is, yeah. You you are. Uh, you've got to be able to do something. So uh, what do we do to make right. Doom interesting? If if you're not going to be uh, meeting
1: the end with dignity, which I think is a valid sort of story, but I'm not I, I, as with you, I'm not convinced it's a valid sort of story for a role-playing game. Yeah. Um, then as I see it, you have two options. One is you can do something about it, which you'd have to be careful because you want to avoid devaluing the Doom in the first place. Yeah. If it is something that can be dealt with by a bunch of player characters, why why was it so terrible?
0: Well, quite.
1: Uh, the other is to have some sort of loophole or escape hatch, so you can get out. How how do you? Uh, maybe you can bring bring a few friends with you.
0: Whom do you pick? What do you take? Actually, I think the better ending is uh, is rather you can't get out. But you can get somebody else out. Yep, yep. There's uh, the ending of James Blish's uh, Cities in Flight uh, sequence, has people realising that the end of the universe is upon them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if they go to just the right place, then they can use their own lives, their own bodies, to seed a new universe, mm-hmm. each, and new life will arise eventually destroy they they have to destroy themselves, but they can do it yeah and as futile pointless non life saving gestures go that's a particularly magnificent <laughs> but I don't know how you make that real for a role playing game yeah I, I think with
1: all all the things we've been talking about here they they're enough away from the mainstream that one would be one ought to be quite careful selecting players and a dgm yeah. um to to make it work
0: yeah i I think it would have to be concrete, something concrete, something... You can't... Let's not end everything. Let's just end civilization and mm-hmm. see what they can do to preserve things. It may be that the argument is throw away the, the, the old world, let it die. You'd do better uh, going out and learning to plough than uh, repairing the food replicator. But again, that...
1: that yeah. Interesting decisions are one, one of the core elements of role-playing for me. So, yeah, you could have, all oh, right, the, 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 the plague is sweeping across the world.
0: Hmm. Um, you, you maybe have the chance to save a dozen people.
1: Yeah, maybe more, maybe fewer. That's the thing you can you can work on. Um, are you going to try to save lo- lots of people for a short time, or are you, are you going to not take the risk and have a few people for a longer time with your limited food supplies? Yeah. Uh,
0: it's hard, and it's hard to make fun, but people do, do, do keep bringing out doomed campaigns, and I keep wondering why.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I would call it the the, the black humour aspect, you know,
0: laughing in the face of death. Mm, true. We've got paranoia for that. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I, I want my players to be more serious, but it's really damn difficult to get them to do that. Because laughing in the face of death is really quite a good response.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, probably an example of this we haven't really talked about this time at all uh, is Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. uh, Which is very much an example of doomed player characters. Uh, Yes, You you may survive for a bit, but fundamentally the way a Call of Cthulhu character comes to an end is doing something um, to try to stop the monster. Yeah. Or going mad in the process. Or sometimes both.
0: And yeah, they, yeah they,
1: they they rarely have happy retirements. Yeah, because there are always more monsters out there, and you know, may, maybe your success puts things off for a few years, but there's I don't think there's ever really a suggestion that you can't prevent hmm. the end of the human world.
0: I'm really looking forward to seeing how Charles Stross, if he does, handles the if he brings it to a climax, handles the climax of the laundry fires. <laughs> I avoided in my recently completed uh, Laundry Files game doing more than hinting at what was about to happen, mm-hmm. and they did—they suc- did end up all still alive. Though I'm afraid again, their, their their reputation with the 21 SAS is going to be much much worse. They lost two officers this time. Okay. Going, uh, well, yeah, but they—they they got out of the <laughs> other dimension and are now in Tibet, which is going to require some explanation. <laughs> I could have been much more merciless. Given they fumbled their their their, their casting roll uh, to get out of the of the other dimension, but I want to see. I, I I was I was a nice person and I didn't kill them off, and I'm feeling guilty about that now. But I want to mm. see how Charles Stross deals with um, deals with things getting worse. He's starting to do it in the in and in the latest. Uh, books. I want to see how he deals with things getting worse, with the end, with the threat, and uh, how long he lets Pinky in the Brain live, and say, "Oh my God, Pinky in the Brain as Adam and Eve. I've just had a terrible flesh. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it, it's some some sort of uh, pu- putting the end off yeah. is a valuable thing in itself. You put it off twenty years, that's another whole generation. Yeah, maybe they can put it off another twenty years. All right. Um, getting either yourself or other people out. I, I, I think these are all better than actually
0: preventing it, in in a one, once for all way. Yeah. On the other hand, if I were running the Fading Suns thing, I'd want to know what was going on. And... I would too. I'm I'm that sort of GM.
1: Yeah. I don't want to have it. I, I, I don't like having a hard separation between. I, I'll probably use the wrong terms here, but the, the the props and the flats at the back of the stage. Yeah. In a role playing game, I want to be. A, if if a player wants to say, "Okay, I'm going to uproot that tree," rather than just pick up this dagger.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want to be saying, "No, no, you can't do that."
0: Yeah. I want. To... The thing is, uh, with something like the the suns going out, you're going to have to invent um, consistent uh, techno bubble.
1: and
0: And, uh, you're going to have to have a reason why and a reason that they will accept and understand why um, it either can or it can't be fixed Hmm. and you're going to have to have and that's, given that it it is a poetic idea, the suns are going out it's rather hard to do it's it's a compelling
1: idea. I mean, I've never played the game, as I said, but uh, yeah, well, it's, it, a, it's it, a beautiful it's, it's example the, of... it's the big part of it that I remember.
0: Yeah, I, ha- I,
1: I would love to explore that more. But you know, are you going to play a party of astrophysicists? Well, probably not. Yeah. E- even corrupt and decadent
0: astrophysicists. But you could you could say yeah you could say actually it is your star drive that's doing it, and everybody if everybody just stops where they are. Then everything will be fine. And we are going to have to go from world to world and tell people that, oh, by starship. Ah. of them are going to have to Some of them are going to argue with us. You're going to have to build war starships,
1: aren't we? Oh dear. <laughs> Those are going to be big ones with bigger drives that
0: do more damage, aren't they? Yes. Yes, I'm afraid so. There <laughs> are uh, logical problems here. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I think. Fine. Good. Yeah, and we should actually keep a count on the level of uh, of corruption of space time, just to make sure if they go over the limit.
1: Yeah, it was I think it was Space Battleship Yamato, um, anime series. But it, it, basically, we, we are we are going off searching for the for the solution to the Earth being suddenly irradiated by aliens. But every episode ends with a number of days until the Earth is terminally irradiated and destroyed. Count.
0: Yeah, I sort of wish they'd done that with... Did they do that with the with successor to Babylon 5? I never actually managed to watch it. There was, a, there, was, there was a follow-on series in which Earth was doomed and they were going out to oh, find the cure.
1: right, no.
0: Not even slightly. Oh, right. Uh,
1: on the other hand, they, they, they did in the recent Battlestar Galactica yeah. have a count of the number of people alive in the fleet. Yes, I like that. Which in some episodes had gone down by one
0: from the previous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I probably should mention, uh, we mentioned Left Behind, there are even more depressing uh, settings in role-playing games. I remember coming across one after set after... I can't remember the title now, I'll have to look it up. Uh, set after God had separated the sheep from the lambs. He had sent the lambs to heaven and the sheep to hell. And you know that verse about the meek shall inherit the earth? Well, the (laughs) ones who couldn't be fitted in either category were left behind on earth where everything was coming to pieces because God was no longer paying attention to the world and holding it all together. For one thing, all the animals had decided to imitate the birds in the Alfred Hitchcock movie, <laughs> and uh, decided that they're no longer afraid of human beings. Well, if I were writing that, I'd call it Tomlinson. But yeah, and the uh, and and everything's and you are on Earth. You've got as long as you can manage to live, and your soul is no longer immortal. Weirder stuff is happening out there, and gosh, it was jolly interesting and deeply depressing as well. <laughs> I
1: seem to remember hearing about something like that that was being banned from Gen Con, which made a lot of sales from the guys just walking up and down the queue to get into Gen Con that year <laughs> and selling it to them. That's
0: uh, what we as <laughs> Malcolm Malcolm once remark, <laughs> about about Monty Python's uh, Life of Brian, admittedly, mm. but on that high cultural note, I think we bring this one to an end. Yeah. Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice with me, Roger West, and uh, me, Michael Kuehl if you have uh, any topics of doom, gloom and ultimate misery you'd like to share with us uh, you can leave a message on the website or send us podcast at tekelee.ly thank you very much and next month we will try to be a cheerful bunch spring will have arrived and birds will be tweeting the
1: 14th century wonderfully cheerful time
0: yes